Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet or the algorithm choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bye. It could happen here. I don't know why I did that voice. I'm Robert Evans, host of a podcast that has many other hosts uh, who all are on the podcast right now. We have, in order of them being on my Zoom screen, Chris, Garrison, Shireen, and James. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Good. Great. We've brought brought the full crew in to talk about the worst shit. So (laughs) Yeah, a whole bunch of of kind of... (sighs) <sighs> kind of not great things have happened the past week. Yeah. Um, so yeah. We, we took we took last week mostly off from work due to a series of court cases. Um, and uh, thanks to an injunction, we're allowed to podcast again. So I figured it would be we had a couple of, I mean, horrifying stories break in a row um, that we as the people we are kind of had specific bits of insight on that I think might help. Uh, catch our listeners up to some maybe underappreciated aspects of some of the big stories of the last week. So we wanted to start with the mass shooting in Colorado Springs, um, specifically talking about the family of the still alleged, but, you know, definitely did it shooter. Uh, James, you want to kick us off there? Yeah, I wanted to start out with this. Um, so the, the alleged shooter is, is is called Anderson Lee Aldrich, right? Um uh, but comes from a, a, a an LDS Latter Day Saint family in San Diego, uh, 
And like, I think everyone has probably seen this very viral 30 second clip of his father that went around Twitter um, but at the day after the shooting. And his dad, just so we're super clear on this, says some disgusting things and is a piece of shit for saying them. Like, I don't want to excuse any of the shit he said. I also don't want to excuse the way that that was cut because I think it was pretty, pretty shitty. Like there are people we should be really fucking angry at and his father is one of them. But his father didn't excuse the shooting. And if you look at that eight minute interview, he says that like what happened was, was wrong, et cetera, et cetera. And there are people who have excused the shooting, right? Like, yeah. uh, I think Chris is going to speak to some of them. Tim Pool, Tucker Carlson, people who created a climate where this happened and have asked for it to fucking happen again and are asking continually for it to happen again. His dad didn't do that. Like, again, his, his dad um, his dad doesn't seem to have been a great dad, right? His dad was was... Uh, like using when he was a kid, his dad was abusive, rewarded his violence. I think we all know lots of people who were raised in those climates who didn't go on to shoot up a nightclub. And it just kind yeah. of, I, I saw some, I don't know. I was upset by the response to that in a sense, because like, I know so many people who come from, from families and homes like that. And I, I like being like, Oh, he was doomed to be this way because of how his dad was just like, isn't, I don't know. It, it just upset me. It's not the response we need, you know? Like, I think we should hold, like, hold what his dad said, like, hold his dad to account for what he said, but also not, like, allow that to explain. Like, yeah. This- I, I have a couple, I like, I have confused feelings on it because his yeah. dad does go into a long thing where he says, you know, you shouldn't, there's nothing that justifies violence. You know, these people's lives were precious. All lives yeah. are precious. But he also was like, I taught him that violence uh, was a great way to solve problems. Um, yeah. and you know, expresses that he was glad to learn that his son wasn't gay. And I, yeah, I don't, which is fucked up. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, yeah. I, I don't know how much I want to like interpret that as he, he really meant what he said about nothing justifying this and those people's lives being precious because that is kind of this thing that like you get on the, and this guy's obviously not a thought leader on the Christian, right? Not like a, yeah. <laughs> he's not like a luminary. <laughs> I don't think he yeah. contributed outside of, you know, the things he may have raised his son to believe uh, to the broader mm-hmm. national climate of of hate right now. There was just a, a study that was released today that um, yeah. from the Armed Conflict Location and Event Data Project, data confirms that anti-LGBT mobilization is now the leading driver of far-right protest activity in the U.S. So obviously, yeah. this guy didn't make that happen. Um, <clears throat> but I notice a similarity between, like, the... I there's nothing worse than my kid being gay, but also, oh, when a bad thing gets done by a, a Christian to gay people, well, their lives are still precious. We just like hate what they how they live them. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I don't know how, where to where to go further with that. But you're right that like that the the 30 second clip is very dishonestly edited in order to like um cut out a lot of what this guy was saying, which I have a yeah. problem with, regardless of who you're doing it to. Yeah, it's just it's bad journalism and like. I would rather we point our rage at the people who are going to make this happen again unless we stop them. Um, yeah, like this guy, I'm this guy, the degree to which this guy contributed to this massacre by being this dude's dad, um, I don't think there's anyone else he's going to push into killing if if he indeed yeah. did that, whereas people like Tim Pool uh, are going to continue to do that. Yeah, yeah. and, and also like, I, I, I do want to say like, like the the Mormon church does not get a pass for this yeah like no absolutely unbelievably fucking homophobic like absolute piece of shit super Mm -hmm. racist like 
Yeah, and you know, a lot of people really haven't been talking about this, and they should because they fucking suck. And yeah, this is this is as you know, like yeah, it turns out when you fucking have a bunch of people like giving sermons about fucking musket balls, like this is what happens. Yeah, and, you know, they don't they don't get off the hook for this either. No, and they're like domination of politics in some areas yeah. really needs to be seriously looked at. Um, talking mm. of like domination of politics, I do want to talk about his grandfather a little bit. Y- yep. Because <laughs> his yeah. grandfather is bonkers. Uh, so his grandfather's called Randy Vopel. Uh, might be pronounced Verpel. Um, but he's he was mayor of Santee. So Santee is a town east of San Diego. Uh, it's not, not very far east. I think, Shireen, you're probably familiar with Santee, right? Yeah, Santee is a place. That's that's about yeah. That's about it. Yeah. Uh, people sometimes call it Clan T. Uh, definitely, uh, like Metzger was there for a while, right? Um, yeah. When Vopel was mayor in two thousand and one, there was a school shooting in Santee uh, about which he spoke. He hasn't spoken about this one yet at all. He's uh, he's he's oh, really? lost. <laughs> yeah, strange that strange. Uh, yeah. He he's pretty much gone. Which is not like his. When this guy speaks, he uh, he rarely helps himself uh, when when he speaks to media who don't agree with every position he's on. So I, I want like I want to ground like he became mayor of Santee in two thousand in nineteen ninety nine. A black marine uh, by the name of Carlos Colbert, who was a lance corporal in the Marine Corps, was beaten and paralyzed by five white men at a Memorial Day party in Santee. Like, and that doesn't represent the whole town, but that was how people thought of that town in, in the yeah. early 2000s. Right, it's a place, it was always a place to avoid. Like, you don't really want to go there. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I have friends who still don't want to go to Santee. Like, um, I have uh, friends who are, like, delivery drivers, who are, like, black people who who have been told, like, they'd used to not send black folks delivering to Santee. Like, it definitely mm-hmm. has, whether or not that's the case now, it's becoming more more diverse i think like ethnically but it certainly has a reputation of being a place where like it's not safe um and this is a place that elects him as mayor in 2000 right uh 2001 they have a high school shooting uh and he just kind of continues to spout some absolutely crazy stuff it's probably worth noting that he's not as uh, like far from the like the norm of the GOP, which is still a long way from like good. Uh, when it comes to like LGBTQ stuff, as he is for other things, uh, like his his probably his most famous crazy position is that climate change is good because most of our enemies live in. I'm quoting now. Most of our enemies live in hot climates, desert climates. It will probably have a negative effect on their environment. Most of the Muslim nations are in hot areas of the world. <clears throat> Honestly, wow! wow. Just, yeah, just, just absolutely Science. incredible. Wait, did, yeah. did, 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 we, yeah. did, did we did we find the world's first pro eco fascist? Or a- also, anti- yeah, wait, no, it is I, pro climate change fascist. I, I have yeah. met a few anti people who are pro climate change because it will bring on the destruction yeah. of civilization. But this is this is like a whole other level. Well, there's, yeah. there's, there's like dry us out. Guys, like, uh, weird. Do you want to know why he thinks this climate change happens? Please. Oh, God. I believe about 1% of climate change is impacted by human beings. The rest of the 99%, that should not rest of 99%, rest of 100%, buddy, uh, is solar cycles, (laughs) quote, the natural wobbling of the earth and volcanic activities. Oh, this is is the the classic anti-climate change stuff. Yeah, Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, 
Yeah, there's uh, some. There's a couple of good ones. I'm. All, I, I. I personally partial to. We didn't have enough CO2, and climate change mm-hmm. is the only thing that's going to save us from the CO2 shortage that we <laughs> yeah, were experiencing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Got to get uh, it. Uh, Notable mm. other vocal bangers include uh, I'm getting attacked <laughs> out here by the Viet Cong stealing my copper and I don't like it. It would be super funny if it turned out that the Viet Cong had sent like a deep cover special spec ops unit to California <laughs> just to fuck with this guy's copper. <laughs> just to, to pull copper. <laughs> yeah, just... Uh, 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 Oh uh, god! Um, he's just—he's just a yeah, just a, a powerful example of what happens if you lick lead paint. Uh, uh, yeah, like just mm-hmm. an incredible boomer. Um, so he was voted out in 2020 by a considerable margin. I think he got about Thank 30 percent of votes. Jesus Christ! Okay, so he's, oh god. He's, he's 2022. No longer... Sorry, this this. Yeah. So he's serving oh, out okay. his. He just his, got voted out. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Was he for 20 years? He, so 10 he, or he, how many? He he moved in. I think 2016. He moved into the California Assembly, uh, ah. so representing okay. like this this Jesus massive. Christ. Yeah, yeah, statewide so, office. I mean, in the- so like, God. yeah, I mean, this is the thing, out though, here on the like, left coast. California it, it is it means one thing to people who have never been to the West Coast. But if you've been mm-hmm. to the West Coast, the conservative parts of California, like. The they're Republican massive. Party, they're massive, and the Republican Party has absolutely locked in control. It is very difficult yeah. to remove to move them in places like fucking yeah. OC. There's there's yeah. more Republican voters in California yes. than most states. <laughs> than most yeah. red states. Yes, yeah. If you want a, a slice of uh, of like Eastern California, just check out uh, Riverside County Sheriff Chad Bianco's Instagram, uh, where he mostly just rides around on a horse and criticizes COVID restrictions. But yeah, this is. Yeah, it's really something. Uh, incredible poster. Um, but this is, I think, an insight into like the side of California that people... It doesn't mean that everyone who lives in East County, of course, is bigoted or racist. Like, there are lots of very nice, kind people in East County. I know there are some like anarchist communes out there. But um, it, yeah, it, it, this... Vopal claims he hasn't spoken to his grandson for years, but I, it, this guy has been spouting this shit for 20 years, right? Like, he became mayor of Santee in 2000. That was when this shooter, Aldrich, was born. So, like, for his entire life, uh, Vopal has been saying stuff like, the Viet Cong are stealing my copper. No, I mean, right. it, is, it is true that this, this person did grow up surrounded by a constant bubble of, yep. of homophobic rhetoric, um, dehumanizing rhetoric, and that... That does shape the person that you are. Obviously, that doesn't yeah. that doesn't mean you're going to yeah. go do a mass shooting. There's lots of people who grow up in those environments who turn out to be very wonderful people. Um, yeah. But, but but yeah, yeah. that is definitely like yeah. it does the environment it. that you're yeah. raised in and around. Obviously, doesn't obviously affects who who, who you're going to be. And yeah, this the shooter is posting like burning a pride flag on on his very limited social media presence. Right, mm-hmm. yeah, and like he, every time his granddad had the chance, he's voted against rights for. Yeah, LGBT. he was raised in an environment where hatred of LGBTQ people was not just like present, but was used as the justification regularly for like legislative action. And he was also raised in an environment where all of the men around him would have praised violence in different ways. And the fact yep. that he wound up doing violence uh, against the queer community is not like surprising. Yeah. 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 Wasn't his dad also like an MMA fighter? 
Yes, UFC, uh, yeah. UFC, UFC, whatever. Some yeah, some sort yeah, of combat same, same. sport. Yeah, he's also in I a mean, bunch of porn like, movies. A lot of porn yeah, movies because yeah. I, I I think a lot of things yeah, were normalized yeah. that were just like maybe not for other people. Yeah, that like is a man it. who has no barrier between the two sides of his nose due to a lifetime of snorting <laughs> every single uh, chemical he can possibly get his hands on. Um, not that there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, I, his dad doesn't seem to be like entirely lucid in this interview. Um, but, well, and yeah. the the other aspect of this is that the shooter in Colorado was like a known figure as well. He wasn't he yes, wasn't yeah. a nobody. Like people had yeah. <laughs> he did like a, a bomb threat last year. There was um, a standoff with the police where yeah. he was in armor, threatening to go out shooting. Yeah, that's I was really I'm really hoping the conversation shifts more towards him as a person because I can only blame the family so much. Yeah, you know, I it's, yeah, he's done some terrible things. And I think that's getting glossed over by the fact that he has yeah. these people in his family I, that are questionable. Well, and yeah. I think the number one thing we should be pointing out, because I also don't believe we should be focusing entirely on his specific actions we should be focusing on the fact that it would have been incredibly easy to stop this guy. He was the most obvious candidate for a mm-hmm. mass shooting imaginable. Um, and nothing was done to stop this. Like that's that's I mean, the, the obvious answer is that like here. whiteness is very helpful when it comes to hate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. And like, I don't away I, with crime. In all of the time I've been following mass shooters, I can't think of one that more directly talked about wanting to do a mass shooting in a way that was immediately obvious to all of the law enforcement in his area and had already mm-hmm. forced a response from them. There was absolutely. And, and again, for talking about because gun control always comes up in this, Colorado has red flag laws. Mm-hmm. Like Colorado has the restrictions people say should be. But the problem is that yeah. none of them were actually used against him. Um Anyway, yeah, and and that I think comes back to like again the like the, the the problem like one one of the largest problems again with gun regulation is that you you're relying on the police to enforce exactly them. yes and the cops believe yeah. like ninety five percent of the same shit that this guy does so you know yeah they go great. I mean, keep, again, keep letting these people come to pride like this this is yeah. gonna great go great for you they just assumed yeah. he was an excitable boy and it was going to be, you know, he he just needed to get it out of his system that time he had a standoff with the police over a bomb threat where he yeah. talked to his mom about wanting to go yeah. out as a mass shooter like um, most young men do yeah. like all boys, young yeah, men yeah, do yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, haven't we all yeah uh, um, um, yeah should we should we take a break yeah, yes we should mm, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Do, you know, do you know what else nope uh, any nope here's just go to break yeah do some insulin Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus, where every week I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who were they? What made them so notorious? 
why did the internet choose them, and what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? I'll be talking to internet historians, experts, and yes, the main characters themselves to get a fuller picture. Because I think that even outside individual experiences, a character of the day tells us something about how the internet worked at that time, and how the attention economy developed into the freaky three-headed dragon it is today. Together, we probably won't be able to properly log out, but we can take a walk down scary internet memory lane and see one day a little more clearly. Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature. And of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Eugene Fodor. Gene, we'll boot it. Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with. So you write the books, Gene, and Vlastar on the business. I understand now. He's a wise man who marries a wiser woman. But be careful and choose your travel partner well, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. Get down! I'm not stupid, Jean. Something is going on, and it's high time you tell me the truth. Freeze, Americano! Jean, run! So travel before it's too late. Your money will return. Your time won't. And we're all too quickly approaching that final destination. Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're back. I hope everyone took insulin. Um, everybody. It'll, I don't know what it'll do. Um, yeah, you'll get sleepy, not, uh, you'll get very hungry. You don't oh, have diabetes. Sleepy and hungry pills. Look, James, yeah, yeah. as a podcaster, it's my job to tell people to take medicine, not to have any responsibility for what happens when they do. Well, I'm just going to go yep. fly up to Canada and get some free insulin and then come back. Smuggle it down. <laughs> mm-hmm. That maybe actually. Yeah, yeah. Dude, yeah, maybe consider. Just have them fill up your car. What were we talking about next? Yeah, so I, I want to <laughs> talk a bit about the reaction to this on the right, because. Mm-hmm. Yep. This is something okay. So, like the the the, the far right's reaction to mass shootings has never been good. Like, I, I sort of put this no, out as the baseline. It's, but it's usually been like, oh, this is this is still unfortunate that it had. Yeah, to yeah. It's usually blah, like, well, blah, this is yeah. like mental illness. This is like the pills or something. But like, they, they are just pretty open. Okay, so here's the thing. When I originally did this, right, I had a Tim Pool tweet that I had pulled, 
And then he made like every successive time we were about to record this episode, he had he makes another even he worse really... tweet. So here here yeah. is here is the most recent. Okay, bad first off, first tweet. off, like, I do want to. We have to. One of the things I want to try to keep in mind is we are more online than a decent chunk of our audience. Tim Pool is a guy who attained prominence uh, live streaming during the Occupy Wall Street uh, rallies. He mm-hmm. kind of framed himself as a broadly progressive kind of liberal. Uh, journalist, but he's like a skateboarder and he's doing shit. You know, he's live streaming a lot. He's doing, you know, experimenting with all these like novel ways of covering the news at the time. You know, we're talking like 2012. Um, obviously, people since then have pointed out that like he was kind of a giant dick at Occupy. Well, and, and I, was, I, was, I, was like, I, I know people who shit. were there who fucking yeah. hated him. Yes. Like, yes. <laughs> um, like, he, it, he, he had a big platform as a result of that. He got hired by Vice for a little while. Um, most serious journalists who have worked with him will point out that like he's a giant asshole and like kind of not good at anything and just like not very smart like doesn't really know what's going on or deliberately obtuse I've heard people like anyway uh, he uh, gained prominence as he kind of increasingly through the Trump years would lean in on hard right stuff while still claiming to be liberal and progressive and just that he was increasingly lost by the progressives who have gone woke crazy for going wokeness. too far. Yeah. Anyway, he's just gone so that he's he has a huge audience. He does a lot of like live streaming. So the primary th- way that like and when I say that, he used to do live streaming where he would show up at a thing. He's rich now. He doesn't leave his his house in Maryland. He sits there and he like plays clips from the news and, and looks he at reads articles. news articles written by other yeah. people and then and talks gives about them really usually wrong yeah poor commentary on it and yeah. has millions and millions of followers yeah. and is constantly and continues to platform people who are self-described fascists uh far right people um he's kind of he's like a he's like a vector point in, yeah. in that he's, in that he's, whole he's, yeah He's very large. He's fairly influential within the social media algorithm of particularly Twitter. Um, he's able, like his his he he's able to get shit trending a lot on Twitter. So he's mm-hmm. not someone you can yeah. entirely ignore. He has a, he has an impact on like national discourse, and he's a lot of people on the right see him as a valuable person. He's had Alex Jones on. He's hanging out with yeah. Kanye and Nick Fuentes now, which is what we're about to talk about. But the thing since. Uh, since the Colorado Springs shooting, he's gone kind of completely mask off about the groomer thing. And most of his comments have been along the lines of like, well, these people were hosting a groomer event. And so violence was inevitable. Yeah. Basically. And I mean, like, like, when, when, like, that's not exa- I'm going to, I'm just going to read one of his tweets to, to give like that. That's, that's not an exaggeration or any kind of reading of subtext. Literally what he said was quote, it seems around 10 PM club Q posted that they were having an all ages drag show the next day. About two hours later, the shooter came in. People keep calling for wood chippers, and this is what happens. Yeah, like yep. open, like, and this has been this has been a thing across the entire right. Like they're just they're just openly either like very very openly celebrating this, or you get you know like this is one of like one of the things that it's uh, inevitable like, because the gays are so de- yeah. degenerate. And, like like, like yeah. Jim, Jim, Jimmy fucking Dore yeah. has gone like just completely like oh, like. Don't. Literally started with the, like started this thing on this with a giant rant about how like how like disgusting it is that like drag queens are around kids. It's like they they are just openly into full scale, just openly into the like we need to get these people killed. Yeah. Yeah. This, like, this is in some ways the most horrifying incident like this because this is the first time that the reaction widely on the right has been either this was a good thing or this yeah. was 
this this obviously this was going happens. to happen because yeah. gay people are evil and are grooming children, so violence has to happen against them. And like that is that was that's such a popular sentiment on the right in the aftermath of the shooting, whether it's whether it's implied and whispered or whether it's just said yeah. completely outright. Like it was a very clear consensus that this is what the Republican reaction was going to be and anyone farther right of the Republicans. Like it it, it was it wasn't even just like a Nazi talking point. It was just like regular Republicans in office were talking about this this style of rhetoric in response to the shooting. And yeah. for that reason, it's kind of the most horrifying instant we've had. Um because, you know, like in the aftermath of like the pulse shooting, we yeah, did not exactly. have rhetoric like this yeah. mainstreamed in the way that it is yeah. happening for the Club Q shooting. It was a very, very different response to the to the pulse shooting. Yeah. Uh, pro yeah. Also, probably because the shooter there wasn't white. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they, they had yeah, an easy no, way to like, talk about it. ISIS connection. Yeah, yeah. They'd be like, no, the problem here was immigration. Right. And no, for this, <laughs> like, he's like, he is obviously a white dude. Um, his lawyers are pulling bullshit to get his hate crime charges pulled, but like, it's obviously, it's, it's obviously this white guy and the, the right's response is, yeah, he was probably justified in doing what he did. Yeah. And I mean, I, I, I feel like they're setting him up to be the next Kyle Rittenhouse where like, he's just going to become like this kid celebrity that profits I, off of killing I don't people. know if we're there yet. Yeah. Partly because he got the shit kicked out of him. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think yeah. Shireen, no, not by police, by a trans lady and a yeah, better dad. I think you've made a good point there that like what they did get away with some shit with Carl Rittenhouse that like yeah. I think they would not have pulled even five years before that. Like I think you wouldn't have found in 2015 people being like, yeah, he shot people in the street and this is good. Fuck mm -hmm. them. And mm -hmm. it, it is like the slippery slope fallacy isn't always a fallacy, but like you know, once you start there. I don't think it's a massive leap to being like, yeah, this kid shot queer people in a nightclub and that's what they had coming. Like, even, even if they don't make him a hero, yeah. like, I do think that that, like, the Overton window moved with Rittenhouse. Yeah. And it's moving yeah. again with this little fucker. Yeah, I, yeah. I think he's slightly too toxic to, uh, to, uh, to yeah. go through that same celebrity status that Rittenhouse is. Um, he also but, like, can't speak. I think he's been, like, uh, in his court appearances... He's like not capable. He, yeah, of, I think he, of saying he got like, beaten very badly to shit. Yeah, which uh, the is thing what that, you get. The thing that scares me as like a potential Rittenhouse event, but uh, kind of in the in the anti queer mass shooter vibe is like you have some father or something who's separated from the kid, and their other parent takes them to a drag queen event and dad shows up and starts shooting. And like, that's a thing that's a lot yeah. easier to get the right to pile on. Yeah. That's, yeah. That, that's the instance where that person now becomes a cultural yeah. figure in a yeah. way that's more similar to what has happened with Rittenhouse. Yep. Um, and that just is like the hell scenario. Well, like and, is, and I, I think the other important thing here is like, they're deliberately trying to incite this. Like this is, this is deliberately. Absolutely. And, I, and like, and this, there was an interesting thing. Like, Nick Fuentes had this interview, and he, I mean, this is partially just this is just who fucking Nick Fuentes is. But he had this thing after the election where he was like, uh, "Well, I'm like we 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 like we we can't we can't take power via like like we 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 can't actually get our agenda done by voting. We have to do it by like theocratic fascism, right?" And 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 I you know okay, so obviously this is Nick Fuentes, but I I think this is part of what's happening right now, which is that the the reason that they're doing this right the, the the reason that right now the thing they're trying to do is inside a genocide is because they're fucking losing every they know it right every single day 
church attendance drops. It's been dropping for fucking 20 years. It's never coming back. Like 9-11 didn't do it. Like Trump didn't do it. Nothing, nothing is ever going to bring people back to these churches. Like unless maybe they solve their sexual assault problem, but that's not that, like they structurally can't do that. Right. So, you know, every single day, religiosity drops in this country, every single like every single day, very slowly. And we have been doing this roughly for about 15 years now. We are winning. And this is what they're fucking terrified of. Right. They have to move right now, like exactly in this moment is the is the moment they can exterminate us. If they wait any longer, they're fucked because they're, you know, the, 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 the base for this kind of sort of like like this specific kind of of Christian fascism isn't going to be there. Like there will be other fascisms, but. You know, every 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 single day that they fucking wait, like another person leaves the church. And so, you know, like right now in, in you know, and they, they, they can't do it electorally. Right. We just saw that they got fucking destroyed trying to lean into the shit because and then this is the everything, right? Like the everything that's been happening since the 2000s. And this is the thing that is very different about this moment than any other moment that has happened in U.S. history is that. The vast, vast majority of people are 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 pro are pro queer whites, are pro LGBTQ, are pro gay marriage. Gay marriage polls consistently at about seventy percent, right? And even with this shit, it, that that hasn't moved the needle on it, right? They know that they they have to right now, right? They have to fucking kill us. All they have left is yeah. This is all they have left. They they have they have no arguments. direct action basically. Like, yeah, it's like and yeah, yeah. They, they see no other viable way yeah. to to mainstream this, and that's why we have. Hours after the shooting, libs of TikTok posting about uh, queer events in Colorado because mm-hmm. they're tr- they're trying to get this thing to happen. They're trying to do more. They're stuff. trying to press the attack. Yeah, yeah. but 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 I, but I think I think I think this is this is like on the other hand, like th- this is a sign of their weakness, right? And and they, like again, like the, the the number the physical number of people who are pushing this shit is not that large, right? And, and, you know, again, like this is this is, you know, I've, I've, I've talked a lot about how sort of the, the silent majority in this country doesn't fucking agree with this shit. And yeah. like there, there literally are not that fucking many of them. We can stop them. Like, yeah, this, this is I, an actual thing. Like, it, it, you know, I, like there, 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 there's a limit to which we can even sort of talk about this. But like, OK, we've been doing community self-defense like as as sort of like the big principle of the left since the Trump era. We have reached a point where like. You know, we can defend ourselves, but if we if, if, if we're limited to just defending ourselves, they're going to kill a bunch of us first. And that means that we like we actually have to start taking the fight to these media platforms. Right. We have to start taking the fight specifically trying to get these people fucking off air. And then, you know, failing that, like fucking showing up and like blowing a fucking air horn in Chaya Rychek's like ear every single time she leaves her house. Right. Because all, all of all of these people fucking their entire lives depend on our labor. Right. Every single fucking Uber they take, every single meal they eat is all prepared by us. And, you know, we can fucking find them and we can we can make their lives fucking hell if this is what they're going to do to us. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus, where every week I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. 
Who were they? What made them so notorious? Why did the internet choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? I'll be talking to internet historians, experts, and yes, the main characters themselves to get a fuller picture. Because I think that even outside individual experiences, a character of the day tells us something about how the internet worked at that time and how the attention economy developed into the freaky three-headed dragon it is today. Together, we probably won't be able to properly log out, but we can take a walk down scary internet memory lane and see one day a little more clearly. Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table, because geek culture is pop culture, and we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Garrison, do you want to do you want to talk about focus on the family at all? Colorado Springs. Oh, yeah. There was, speaking of the kind of direct action Chris was talking about, showing up where these people are and making it very clear that they don't get to pretend anymore to not be complicit in, in murder. Um, that That's a story. Yeah, some yeah. some people uh, did did show up at the Colorado Springs Focus on the Family headquarters, <laughs> um, did, a, did a graffiti, left some, left some uh, messages out front and posted a communicate of sorts i think they called them um, demonic which is pretty funny if i'm remembering the message written the thing right yeah, yeah. that is a weird place it, it, it talked about how satan dis, uh can uh, uh disguise himself as an angel mm-hmm. of light oh yeah yeah that, that's that's talking about the types of like self-righteousness yeah. that these christian fascist groups put on and in but in effect they're all kind of murderous snakes um that was people trying trying to use the bible against these guys which 
is 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 funny in a, in an ironic way and i don't think they actually care because they don't oh, actually no, they care don't. The, but, <laughs> i don't no, think they no. actually care what the bible says no they don't, they don't uh, give a shit about what the bible says they give a shit about yeah it but, but, but that's you know showing, but showing up and 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 yeah. doing doing a little thing outside outside mm-hmm. their headquarters is definitely a good first step and yes, when, agree, when yeah. me and james went there um you know like in, in terms of this is just an, an interesting <laughs> an, an, an interesting comment like police did not help at the club q shooting at all <laughs> yeah, they, no. they came yeah, afterwards and they held and yeah. they mm-hmm. they you know as as they usually do they'll they'll they arrest the person who 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 helped who helped stop the mass shooting um when me and james went to the focus on the family headquarters last summer <laughs> um there was a colorado police officer inside the building yeah. the, the entire time um yeah. constantly mostly there us. mostly <laughs> watching me because i was the obvious <laughs> obvious uh outcast inside there but yeah. that police are stationed at focus on the family all the time 24 7 uh to make sure nothing bad happens there uh yeah, but yeah. they're not gonna do shit to help queer people getting murdered but they're gonna stay they're gonna have a police car outside of the focus on the family building and have have an officer inside uh all the time because that's yeah. what the police actually yeah. do. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like it, it is increasingly obvious if you have been paying any attention in the last decade. The only consequences that exist in this world is us, and you know, it it it, it is in our hands to decide what the consequences for these people fucking attempting to incite a genocide are. All right, yeah, that's gonna yeah. do it for us here. It it could happen here. Until next time, uh, I don't know. Until next time. It Could Happen Here is a production of Cool Zone Media. For more podcasts from Cool Zone Media, visit our website, coolzonemedia.com, or check us out on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find sources for It Could Happen Here updated monthly at coolzonemedia.com slash sources. Thanks for listening. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet or the algorithm choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. 
What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.